Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. And this is, uh, this is a weekly word, uh, a weekly word in which we're looking at Psalm 23 and talking about a funeral psalm to live by. Uh, I'm glad you're with me. A few days ago, I had a committal out at our uh, columbarium. Uh, the columbarium is a place where you inter the ashes of a person who's been cremated which is also called cremains. Um, the, the service began, you know, with the invocation, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. And then immediately, the, the very next thing that I did uh, is I read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, last week, I talked about Psalm 23 as a funeral psalm to live by, and I started with verse 1, and I talked about how uh, when it says the Lord's my shepherd, that's actually a participle. Um, it, it works. There's nothing wrong with the translation, uh, it, but uh, I do think that there is a sense where we want to emphasize not just that God is a shepherd, but he is actively shepherding us. He's taking care of us. He's providing for us. And then I, I took some time to talk about why we can be confident that we will not lack, um, you know, that we shall not want, um, which is, you know, really a, a, a common concern in people's lives, uh, that they won't have the things that they need to live. Today, I'd like for us to take a look at those green pastures and still waters. Now, a, a more literal translation uh, and, and much less poetic. Remember, I really do prefer the King James Version translation of this psalm because, because of the artistry of it. It's beautiful. Uh, and it is faithful to the text and it's very good. Um, but sometimes we, we can benefit from going back to a, a less poetic and more literal translation. And that's what I'm going to offer you now. Um, so verse 2, you could translate it something like this. In pastures of grass, he causes me to lie down, or he causes me to recline. Before waters of resting places, or maybe before peaceful waters, he guides me. Now, if you want to understand this psalm as something that we can actually live by, not just something that we want to use when people die, um, it's very important to look closely at who is doing what in the psalm. Uh, or as one of my professors liked to, to say, uh, who's doing the verbs? So it starts out, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And there is that sense of, look at me, I, I am not going to be in need. I am going to be content with my life. But that's really not the force of the rest of the, uh, of the psalm. Uh, in the rest of the psalm, it's the Lord who's doing the action. It's God who's doing the work. He is shepherding. He's causing you to lay down in the grass, which if you're one of the shepherd's sheep, uh, laying down in the grass is like, you know, bellying up to the buffet, right? Um, and uh, he's the one who is leading us to peaceful waters. Now, I think that on a very surface level, it might be kind of obvious that these are images of sustenance. 
that God gives food and water uh, to people, those basic needs of, of our lives. And Jesus, Jesus teaches us to pray for these things and to count on God to give us the things that we need. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, we have this petition that says, give us this day our daily bread. And in our catechism, at least in the Lutheran Church, we understand that in, in this way. It says that, that God certainly gives daily bread to everyone, even without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and that we would then receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. So God does care about our physical needs. And we want to be clear about that. The physical world that we live in is good. Do you know how we know it's good? Because God made it. This was part of his design for us. We're not merely spiritual, built, spiritual beings who are trapped in a body, as some religions teach. Um, we are both soul and body, and the body matters. And God cares about that. He cares about our physical well-being. Now, as, as I think about that, I'm sure that there are some who then will say, well, what about all those people out in the world who are poor and who are starving and don't have enough uh, to care for their physical bodies? And when we think about that, I, I think we should be clear. There is plenty of food to feed all the people of the world. We are completely capable of doing that. What we're talking about when we see people who are poor and starving is generally an issue of injustice. It's humanity misusing the gifts that God has given us at the expense of another person. War, greed, and waste are regular parts of our lives. Uh, one article that I, I read, it was from 2022, uh, said that uh, here, just in the United States, that 33 million pounds of food are thrown away every day. You, know, you can feed a lot of people with 33 million pounds of food. And there's misuse, or maybe not misuse, but a, a, a use that's not food-related with some food. I remember talking with a, a General Motors engineer, and he was talking about ethanol. Ethanol is made with corn. Corn is, is food, and we're using that then to you know, drive our vehicles. Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's part of what we need to think about when we think about how do we feed people and how do we care for the, the, the nations. So with these images of physical sustenance, I, I believe that we also have images of the sacraments here for us Christians. Uh, poetry, which the Psalms are poetry, uh, poetry invites us to broaden our imaginations. Uh, one of my professors wrote in, in a, a commentary on this Psalm, he says, uh, it's Timothy Seleska, by the way, uh, he, he says, uh, I do not need to pin down the situation David is referring to in this Psalm. Uh, the metaphorical language could apply to many episodes of his life. It doesn't restrict our imagination, it kindles it. And in a sanctified sense, when we read this, our imaginations, I think, are rightly kindled to, to think about where is God at work in my life, physically as well as spiritually. Remember, he is the one that's doing the verbs in this psalm. And so when it says he makes me to lie down, 
the Hebrew there could actually be translated, he makes me to recline at table. And uh, when I heard those words, when I was translating it, uh, it made me think of the Last Supper, where Jesus and the disciples recline at table. When Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper, where he gives us his body and his blood to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of our sins. The second half of the verse says that he leads me to peaceful waters. Um, this, this idea of a, of a physical tranquility uh, also speaks to being spiritually at peace. You know, and where do we get peace with God? Where do we receive the forgiveness of sins in, in order to be at peace with him? Isn't it in the waters of baptism that he gives us his Holy Spirit? He delivers faith to us. You know, he gives us forgiveness. And there's very much a sense of being at peace connected to the waters of baptism. And these words, they definitely make me think of Jesus, the good shepherd, right? Uh, he says in his ministry that he is the bread of life. And he also says that he is living water. And so as we think about the shepherd giving food and drink to the, the sheep, to his flock, there's certainly this image of Jesus as our good shepherd giving us the spiritual food and water that we need to live this life of faith. And I think it's interesting as we read this psalm to notice how just by changing the tone, uh, this psalm can speak to different parts of our lives. So this little section here, as it says um, that he'll lead me in, in green pastures and you know, he'll, he'll lead me to the still waters, you can see where somebody who is very content would say those words one way, it, as though that this were a prayer of uh, peace and gratitude for God's blessings in their lives, an acknowledgement of, of the good gifts that God has given to them. Uh, on the other hand, you can see where a person who is going through a difficult time might use these words as a cry of defiant faith uh, in a time of struggle. And for all of us, this can certainly be a moment of meditation on God's provision, how our Creator takes care of us. So as you're reading Psalm 23, as you're thinking about these words, I guess I would ask you, how is the Spirit using these words in you and, and in, your, in, in your faith life to interact with your shepherd as your shepherd makes you to lie down in green pastures and leads you beside the still waters? How is the Spirit leading you to use these in response to what God is at work doing in your life? Thanks for taking some time to be here. I hope this was beneficial for you. Uh, if it was, like it, share it, send it to somebody. Um, Hopefully, uh, if it was beneficial to you, it would be beneficial to somebody else. God's blessings. Mm -hmm.